Hey, 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 welcome back to Spilling the GNT podcast. We're here with Bolo and Dr. Tom. Now we're here to give you the opinion you never really asked for. But we're giving it anyway. That's right. Now, Bolo is a performer. And Dr. Tom's a psychiatrist. Hmm. And we're here to give you our professional professional, professional review on RuPaul's Drag, Drag Race All Star 6. So let's raise a glass or a bottle and start spilling the GNT podcast. Clink. <laughs> fake laugh, fake laugh, fake laugh. <laughs> oh, well, it's good to be back. It's good to be back. I feel good like we haven't back. podcast in a while, but. It's, it's just because I've been so busy. Oh, you've been tippy-tapping away on your little laptop, haven't you? Yeah, I've been yeah. doing real work. You I've been have. working. It's you have. been a while. I mean, this is a, this is a full-time job. I mean, at least, at least one of us is, eh? I think it's good. You, I think I'm doing well. You are really, you know, carrying things everyone, around here. Everyone, welcome back to the Splinter Genius Podcast. That was a bit of a mumble, but what I want to say is this. What we do is we review... We review RuPaul's Drag Race. We do review A psychiatrist, a performer, but super fans. Now, we've got this <laughs> thing now. To put us on a time lock, if you want to get straight to the RuPaul's Drag Race drama, skip to 10 minutes. If you want now. to get into the actual review of yep. the episode. Because we, we do tend to talk. We have a little bit of a geek here. Yeah, but if you want to get it straight into our opinions, mm-hmm. props to you. Skip to the 10 minutes. Uh, we'll start then. Also, it gives us a time frame because, Tom, no, no offense, you can talk. I can. I can. You can conversate. I will say, I don't know why anybody would want to skip past our wise musings. Mm. Do you? No. No. You know so. what? Just log off. Just log the <laughs> hell out. If you don't want to be here, you're going to be here. Like, we're good. We're gravy. We're entertaining. So, so Miley, what's good? Ah, uh, oh, I do want to say this. Mm-hmm. Um, now maybe we can discuss it live on air. We can negotiate. I don't know how it's going to go down. Negotiate. But next week we will be um, in Essex. We're we going will. down to Essex, and it's just a personal thing for me. I have a. Um, a competition. You do very ex- you're very it's, excited. Uh, yes, it's the European Championships. A, it's uh, you, there are online qualifiers, and I made it to the finals. And the finals Yay! is next week, so yeah. that's going to be an Essex. So we're gonna we're gonna be heading down there. Now yeah. the competition is Tom. It's from a Friday to Sunday, so it's mm-hmm. a three. That's Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. It's gonna be very intense. For now you. you're gonna have to be very focused and in the zone. And we leave here on Thursday, don't we? Yeah, we're gonna leave on Thursday. How are we gonna? What's gonna? What's gonna happen with the podcast? I, is next week the finale? It is the finale. Like, oh snap! It's it's tricky. It's tricky. I don't think we quite know when we're gonna release it next week. Obviously, it will come out at some point. Um, I think we're just gonna have to go with the flow and see what happens. We might be a few days late. Obviously, we'll try and do it as early as we can because we know we know that you guys are out there on tenter hooks waiting for every episode. Well, what time does it release on Thursday? Because we could just wake up really early on Thursday morning because you're not working that day and mm-hmm. it comes out on Thursday during the day. So maybe we can quickly podcast it, smash it out and then hit the road. We'll have to check what time it comes out. Uh, I, mean, I mean, I just want to get it out. Uh, I need, we need to get it out there. Yeah. It's kind of our want, thing. That's kind of it, our thing. And I don't want it to be spoiled. Yeah, exactly. Because I mean, then you'll be- have the like... You left the avoid Instagram and like Tom, let's let's be honest. I always joke about your posts going viral. Some of your posts are bl- like <laughs> racking up thousands, and I'm not I'm not joking. It's thousands of hit, likes. I've, I've hit a little discovery page thing or something lately. It's oh, humility! Interesting. You, know. you know what? You do amazing posts, and oh. it's about time it got picked up like that. Thank you. I mean, you were writing essays with your Instagram posts, and I remember telling you like this and Tumblr. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like, why are you writing a blog? This it. 
there's, there's in a and blog. I was like, I said I felt. I'm like, I'm like, what are you doing? Like, <laughs> you just put up a picture. You don't have to write their damn essay with every single one. But hey, look, maybe I'm wrong. People actually like it. People read it. People enjoy it. I actually got a compliment lately um, on the, the care and attention that I put into those posts. Yeah. Mm. Get a life is what that was. that the compliment? <laughs> hey, get no. a life. This is way too long. I stopped <laughs> reading after the first line. TLDR. <laughs> too long, didn't read. Oh yeah! Wow, you're so you're so social media. Yeah, right. WTF? OMG, TLDR, <laughs> ASMR, A ASAP, AOK, RSPV, just making up your own things. Yeah. Tom, did you have you seen the new trailer for RuPaul Drag Race UK three? I have. I've not seen. I've not had a proper look through all the Meet the Queens yet. It's just been like a super duper busy week at work and that. But I will get round to it. But um. There are some really interesting aspects to the casting. Um, the, the the most positive, which I think, is the inclusion of. Now, the term I'm going to use is an AFAB queen because that seems to be the most. Is it because she's a fab well, I th- I think it is. queen? It, that's what I like about that phrase because it's like she's a fab queen, um, and we have seen AFAB queens on. Um, Dragula. Dragula before. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that term was appropriate for Hollow Eve because they identify as non-binary. Mm-hmm. Um, to my understanding, this lady, Victoria Scon, identifies as a gay woman. Um, so who is um, obviously, you know, uh, also a drag queen. And so I I, I think her rep- the representation that she's bringing is amazing and important and, and fascinating. I think it's going to be so educational for us all. I think... Um, that you know, there's even you know been, if you ask me, pointless and needless conjecture around trans women being on Drag Race. Uh, you know, I, I think it, I've said it before, and I'll say it again: trying to separate trans women from drag culture is artificial and needless and disrespectful. If you ask me. Um. So you know, if a trans woman can can do drag, why can't a cisgender uh, or assigned female at birth person do drag? Of course they can. You know, um, there have been there have been I've seen some negative YouTube Sorry, videos. If if someone can never have done drag before, mm-hmm. and they can make it onto the show, <laughs> then why can't why can't a queer woman mm-hmm. who is paying homage and knows every and has done more mm-hmm. than just bedroom drag? Why yep. can't she do it? There it is. All they is it they or she? Uh, to my understanding, she's a she. I just, I could or, be wrong. You know, drag. I always will call a drag queen a she, yeah. a drag king a he. Yeah, yeah, of course. That's, that's just my thing. Yeah. Do, do you thing. have any particular thoughts about uh, Victoria's inclusion? No. <laughs> I just think it's super duper interesting and a really good step forward for the show. Okay. Um, and I think the past year or so for Drag Race has been fabulous for representation. We've seen a trans man. We've seen trans women. Um, and now we've we've got an AFAB person, a woman, if you will. Mm. Um, and yeah. Um, I have seen some YouTube videos that have been critical of her inclusion. Um, the The video that I happened to watch, I thought, was full of empty speech and completely pointless. They tried to make the point that she was somehow taking away opportunities from, like, cisgender gay men. It was very, very strange. It's like, well, she's a queer woman uh, who's probably, you know, queer women are probably even more overlooked and undermined and marginalized than gay men, if you ask me. And they deserve all the platforms they can get. Amen. I, I do think gay women are hideously overlooked 
and and marginalised and it's preposterous in, in, in the media and in pop culture. I think I think our gay men, our gay people, mm-hmm. the, the, the guy. I mean. The gays get it all. They, I think we do. To don't be honest, we? they need a, they need a, y'all need to simmer the hell down. Yeah, I've I've had enough of you, Tom. Yeah. You too. I mean, get out of my face. <laughs> I'm sick of you. I know. I'm sick of I'm your ju- people. I'm just an insufferable fag, aren't I? <laughs> <laughs> yes, you are. Okay, I can't fake laugh anymore. It's about time I came out to you. Tell you how I really feel. Uh huh. I just got a question. Mm-hmm. Why did you choke my dog? <laughs> Uh, what was she trying to do? Was she trying to hug it? Tom, I, I didn't Tom. choke your dog. I, I tried to hug her and my... What happened? You got caught on your halter top. She got caught in my halter top. Tom, I can't riff with you. There's, because that, that, that was not... I'm sorry. The, you. Should, just, this should be... This is gay culture. That was like the I'm most... Sorry, more obscure, you should know this. That's the more obscure bit of that sketch. Had you said, you pulled my whiff. I would have been right on it like a well, pigeon on you know, a chip. Tom, it's a bit too easy. It's like, I'm just giving <laughs> you lines. I'm just yeah, feeding yeah. you lines, Tom. Mm-hmm. Like Cardi B. <laughs> yeah. Where's my purple towel? Where's my purple towel? Uh, no, I'm, I'm happy that she's on. I can't wait to, to podcast um, cycle three. Yeah, just my like little last point on it, yeah, is that uh, uh, to me, and I, I think you probably agree with this, drag is so much more than like... Um, a guy strapping on a pair of boobies and putting on some makeup and putting on a wig. It's so much more than that. It's about artists performing regardless of gender, but also toying with or exaggerating aspects of gender. I think that's at the core of drag, but yeah. it's performance. Mm-hmm. And from what I've seen of this lady, she can perform the house down boots. So, of course, she's as worthy as anybody you else mean, of being there. You mean boots, you mean gum boots, because she's a, she's a lesbian, Tom. Let's let's respect <laughs> let's them. Let's not Let's respect down. them. So, yes, we are. Jill, hey, Jill. Jill Stum threw us a tweet and said, are we going to be podcasting three? Of course we are, mm-hmm. definitely. So, please stay tuned for that. Tom, 10 minutes is up. We need to start talking about Drag Race now. <laughs> okay. Now, if you've just tuned in and skipped us um, in the beginning to come straight to the 10 minutes, uh, jump off a bridge. <laughs> How dare you actually jump to 10 minutes? You sound like tar- uh, that was a test. You sound like ta- wow. Tara Get your ass back to the beginning and listen to our show. Like Tyra Sanchez talking to a disrespectful fan. Well, you know what? <laughs> Leave Tyra alone. Because King James, King James, Tyra, the Leave first. Tyra out. No, let's get back into Drag Race. Now, last week I want to bring up what's happened. Remember, we're, it was a cliffhanger. We don't know who's coming back. Is it going to be Suki Nutmeg? Is it going to be right. Eureka? So I wanted to get back into the mood of it, and I mm-hmm. we rewatched. We just had a look at the lip sync, and now we're going to get into the episode. But from what I remember, my feelings. I you wanted both of them to come back. I just you felt- wanted Eureka to come back because mm-hmm. she deserved it, but you wanted Suki to come back because she just she done I mean we literally got a RuPaul's Drag Race Silky special last week it was, where it was an hour of watching her lip sync such a great showcase and like such an appreciative like I put it on, on my Instagram post um, it was like it was nice to see Drag Race focusing on talent and celebrating a queen without undermining her or throwing stunts or uh, trying to create artificial plotline. Absolutely. It was just like, let's celebrate Silky. She's really good at lip syncing. Absolutely. Absolutely. Mm. Now, for those who are wondering, because I did, a lot of the things that she used as props, mm-hmm. like the guitar, it mm-hmm. was made. She made all these things. I think that she said the guitar was made out of pizza boxes. Girl! <laughs> Very girl. inventive. And the flag was um, something she had lying around in a piece of cloth that she painted. So, Oh, an umbrella. It was an umbrella. She she did good. Now remember that lip sync. We had Eureka, 
paying homage to her mom, giving the song mm-hmm. a different meaning, not the wrong meaning, but she found a way to express herself through the song mm-hmm. using using the emotion that she wanted to give to it. Okay. So she told the story um, of since you've been gone, mm-hmm. and it was it was really quite emotional. Quite, I could feel her emotion. Mm-hmm. It was literally like a volcano erupting in, in terms of that passion and that it was just boiling and boiling and it really came out there. She's she's just been voted off. She's given a chance to come back. She's obviously, there has to be some nerves, anxiety. Mm. And then a lot of the times when you're really, really nervous, you tend to think about, oh, I, I wish this person was here for me. Mm-hmm. And I, I guess that's her mom. And so that even that heightened yeah. her emotions during that lip sync. And it gave a very genuine performance. And I can just see her looking up to the skies on mm. her knees, with her hands together pleading totally and how do you how do you not give give in to that how do you Mm. not just i mean i i can't i I can only just it just it really hit me Mm -hmm. it really hit me for me eureka won there now silky i want to say silky gave a um a good story as well she said um, it was about her mom she lost weight and then all of a sudden she was the hottest lady around (laughs) yeah the thing is no one would have got that story unless you had told it do you know like and she was doing things like eating chips and then throwing the chips and then stomping on the chips and then doing star jumps and then taking off i would not i would have no idea what is going on because it it doesn't really it doesn't really go with the music so i don't really get it i I guess it's like since you've been gone since the weight has gone kind of thing isn't it i can breathe for the first time um i would have got that it was some sort of like weight loss story but never would have connected it with her mum and stuff um i think it, the unfortunate thing for silky was even though she put up a fantastic fight it was kind of her least successful performance out of the seven that she yeah. did and let's not forget she won six can i just say this i have a feeling that silky was a bit shocked and a bit intimidated that it was Eureka as well. Mm. I'm, I, I think she's so, the person she least wanted to see. Yeah, exactly. I, I, I do feel like from the get go, when Silky saw Eureka, Silky something in Silky just went, "Oh, okay, this is this is gonna." She didn't have that. Jan, Jan, she's our man. man. She didn't have that, she didn't uh, have swagger. that, that, that swagger, that fire, that mm, she didn't have that because I mean, Eureka's a force. I will say though, I mean, who would she prefer to go up in? Not Trinity. Um, not Raja. Um, probably not Kylie. Kylie would have pulled out all the oh, stunts. Oh, no, no, no. I would rather go against Kylie. She'd have pulled out the stunts. Who would depend? But the thing is, we've already seen the stunts, so mm. nothing would be amazing because she can't lip sync. I'll be honest. She's not the best lip syncer. She's a good... Ginger um, wouldn't have done this one very successfully. She wouldn't have found the comedy in it. I just, I just, yeah, I just really felt that she was kind of taking it back. Now, let's get into this episode. And again, mm-hmm. before we watch it, who do you want to come back? You know, I, I'm going to ask you the truth. I have one. to say one. I have to say one. Don't I? I have to, I have to be fair and say who I think won the lip sync. And to me, it was Eureka. Same. Let's have a look. And we are back. We're back. Dr. Tom, how are you? Good, thank you. You're how feeling are you? well? You're feeling good? Feeling happy? Feeling strong? Well, it's been an emotional few minutes because, it, you know, there's a, we were on tenterhooks going into this episode finding out who it is that's sashaying and who it is that is shantaying. I mean, you already know. Everyone already knows. The person who came back is Eureka. It's Eureka. Was it the right choice? Yeah, it was the right choice, but my heart broke for Silky after all her achievements, but... And I could see her heartbreak a little bit as well. But 
she was very dignified. She turned it around and started joking around and just being normal silky and like celebrating her achievements instead of focusing on the fact that she wasn't returning. She was like, I won six lip syncs in a row. That's fantastic. Yeah. I've had like a whole spotlight episode. Exactly. It yeah. was the Silky special last mm-hmm. week. And also, Silky's taking away from this something that you can't take. Like, people don't get to say this. Mm-hmm. She now has a record she on does. Drag Race. Mm-hmm. She's won the most lip syncs in one episode. <laughs> Absolutely. I don't know if that'll one, ever be I mean, I mean, there it is. Uh-huh. There it is, Silky. Congratulations. Now, the thing about Fantastic Eureka job, returning Silky. is this. The reason that Eureka was sent out is mm-hmm. because her peers, everyone in that room, voted her out. Now, what's stopping them from just doing the same thing? Eureka needs to win this episode. Totally. If she doesn't, she's going back out. Do you do you agree on that? Do you I see would, that? I would say with like 90% certainty, yeah, probably. The only thing that could be could be like if she didn't win but was like clearly the second best in the episode or something, then it would like throw a bit of doubt into everyone's mind. It's like, oh, well, I've got to factor how well she's done this time versus the track record and the fact that she... But basically, if you've left the competition, you've got to, you've got to shine to stay in the competition. The thing is, she still doesn't have a win. If she doesn't win, mm-hmm. she has to go home because then... It's, I mean, the reason she was sent home last time, she was the second best, if not mm-hmm. the best, but they still voted her out because of track record. We, she we, thought, she, we thought she was fantastic. The judges gave her harsh critiques, though, but they were trying to create a Eureka's going home situation. Do you know what I was thinking about this? Because some, I like to think. Do I you? think about things like this. Okay. The okay. judging between all stars and then the judging that we see on a normal drag race. Mm-hmm. Now, whenever we see things like someone got manilla'd, do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Or yes. we, we, we look at someone sending someone home and thinking that's not fair, but then they have to take into calculations, wait, but this person won two the other week and this person went in the bottom. We go through our own way of finding out who wins. However, when it's a normal season and RuPaul has mm-hmm. to send someone home, we expect RuPaul to send someone home based on the lip sync and we don't give her the benefit of, well, you know, like the reason that she saved this person was because um, they did well the other week. Week. like mm-hmm. we the the critiques that we give to um rupaul is not what we give to these queens and all stars yeah we don't use the same standards no do we, we don't i think no. there's, a, there's a bit of um hypocrisy in the way that everyone um, looks at the way all stars is judged by the cast versus rupaul judging um a normal and it's mm. I, I think that that needs to be um brought to light that rupaul actually has a pretty hard job and for her it's sometimes black and white if it's not pre- Producer driven, of course. You, you do make a good point. You do. You do. Um, so, proceeding with the episode. So, Eureka returns to the room. And even before she comes in, obviously the girls know that somebody's returning. Trinity is pressed like a panini. She is not having it. Her, her insecurity is showing a lot. Because the other girls are quite clearly kind of like, oh, you know, a girl's coming back. we kind of got to accept that. Uh, but they've got the self-belief to just be like, well, there's... Even if a girl's coming back, there's no way that I'm not making it to the top four. It's still fine. We'll just send her home again or somebody else will get sent home. It won't be me. That seems to be like the mindset of like Ginger, Kylie and Raja. Ginger, Kylie and Raja aren't threatened by Eureka Mm -mm. doing well. Well, they're not threatened by anybody because even before Eureka comes in the room, they're they're, they're talking about like a queen returning and they're like, well, it is what it is. It's happening. Yeah. Don't want to control. But Trinity Trinity is already envisioning getting knocked out of the competition. Why? 
because of her rock bottom self-esteem, unfortunately, it's so fragile. I love to see Trinity kind of like soaring and doing well because we see her propelled by kind of like the the winds of achievement, if you like, and it really seems to bolster her self-esteem, but it's really fragile as soon as something comes along that could, you know, even theoretically be an obstacle she, she just starts sabotaging herself and undermining herself and envisioning her own defeat and that's a really really um slippery slope for trinity we've seen it happen before is this to do with her confidence or do you think yeah, it's definitely. just her personality or it's, are it, you one of those people that believe in star signs and say it's because she's <laughs> it's a she's the Virgo. yeah um no the, the two things are intertwined i mean i think i think our personalities and our, and our self-esteem are intertwined um Uh, I think the self-esteem is a force that governs a lot of our behavior and our interactions with people. Um, And poor Trinity, like, I don't know what happened to her um, to make her feel this way about herself because I I wish her self-belief was more solid. Um, But there's there's clearly some sort of, I I don't know what it was. I can only speculate, but something's happened to her. For me, it's the fact that Trinity is probably the next weakest in her mind when they look at track record how she's been at the bottom now how many times has she been in the bottom tom give me the stats so you got all f- it might have even been four from the there last you episode, go. but she's so, got she's got two wins though it, but after uh, like but she's got four bottoms and, and that's what she's focusing on don't you think that okay the, if i if i'm in the bottom again then that's five times mm. and then I'm out, and I think I think because um, Eureka's back now that she threatens mm-hmm. her spot if she does well. So she's kind of in that spot where she's relying on Eureka to to kind of stuff up in order for her to stay. Yeah, and, and we, so know, we her- know that they've got a friendship as well, so I think it's particularly complicated. So I guess we'll get to the point that Eureka returns. The girl's like, oh, and nobody seems particularly surprised to see Eureka back, if you ask me. You know, I, I was like, there's no like, oh my God, it's Eureka. Like, and we're just like, hey girl. Hi, hi Eureka. <laughs> Hey girl, come on, come on, we want to know what the challenge is. It strikes me there's been a little bit of a gap though, because um, Trinity's grown like a few days worth of facial hair. Yeah. They've they've had a little break. I mean, my facial hair grows fast. Super duper fast. But not that fast. Like, it's yeah. fast, but like, come on, girl. In, unless it's a little piece. It's like a little chin merkin. Oh, gosh. No? A fupa. <laughs> a fupa? A fupa for your face. <laughs> what? A face fupa. <laughs> Tom, just go with it. It's a fupa for your face. Thank you. It's a fupa for your face. <laughs> I, don't really my, 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 my. I don't really know what a fupa is. <laughs> I don't know what it is either, Tom. It just no. sounded cute. Maybe if someone does know, they can just say what it is and it might be something completely off. Or we can use Urban Dictionary. Now, the Maxi Challenge. I want to tell you what it is. The Maxi Challenge is that they need to entertain us with true stories from their life as a drag queen. And it's called Charisma Uniqueness and talent monologues so it's basically it's vagina monologues obviously. Yeah. so basically it's a uh, it's storytelling um something that gives us feels and something that gives us life so it's uh, most akin if you ask me probably to the um season 12 one woman show challenge oh my god absolutely that's, that's what the, it is that's the thing that it kind of because it's not specifically stand up it's te- always i would say always it, it, you score points by making the judges laugh, but this is less about uproarious laughter and reads and shade, more about the age-old 
vulnerability. Yeah. You need to have a good balance of vulnerability and the funnies initially to succeed. So if I think back to season 12, probably the girl who I thought got the balanced, the balance right was probably Jackie Cox. Do you remember? She was very good. I remember I, I personally, Mm -hmm. I don't even remember. You'll have to roll the tapes because I could be a hypocrite. You know what? I probably am one of the biggest hypocrites, (laughs) but um, I don't, I think she kind of stole a lot from Jujubee. With that to take of okay um, yeah 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 and I I, I think from because all stars one yeah, yeah yeah and because of that I didn't appreciate it as much because I was watching something that's already been done on the same show that it was taken okay, from I do get where you're coming from I I thought Jackie gave it a really good twist with like the glasses and the chairs and stuff and which is exactly what um she did I I think I think as well with, with airline. <laughs> airline airline that's her name I know. Um, airline, uh, the Jujubee is adorable. I'd watch Jujubee on everything. Uh, Rumored to be on International All Stars, so we should be seeing her again soon. Oh, I can't wait for that. Yeah, yeah. So, um, I thought though, Jackie, that's like right up her street because Jackie's like an intelligent humor girl who's also quite cerebral and politically aware and stuff. So, I, I thought she did a good job. I can't think who else. I don't think Jackie won that challenge though because Jackie didn't win anything. Um, who did win that one? Gigi Good didn't. Jada did really badly. Was it a Sherry Pie? No, because she ran over, remember? And they made, they were... Oh, no, it was Crystal Method with that awkward... Oh, yeah. Um, I, th- a... I thought she missed the brief with that, with the Silly Steve it thing. Was, or... I didn't like it at all. I think I Jackie didn't... should have won that one. And I'm, roll the tapes, I'm sure we said that. I, yeah, to be honest, like, it was... I would have gone for Jackie Cox over Crystal Method. I think Crystal Method one was just a bit too... Uh, I just didn't get it. It wasn't for me. I don't think it was for anyone. Mm. That workout kind of like crudish type. They wanted to send Crystal to the finale, so they gave her a win. Yeah. That's what happened. It was, it was a... You know how they get the audience to laugh? They hold mm-hmm. up that sign. They're probably there in front of RuPaul saying, laugh. We need to edit you laughing <laughs> like crazy. Laugh. And like, they, they wouldn't leave. She, you're not leaving there until you finish <laughs> laughing. Laugh. The exits are blocked. <laughs> yes. Um, and we'll be getting out the hose. Uh, so, okay, getting back to this, Tom, with these, with this challenge, it's a storytelling one. Mm-hmm. Um, who do you think going to be the best storyteller? Off the top of my head, I think Ginger Minj would be very good at this. Oh, yeah. Um, I think Ginger is a good blend of intelligent and funny. Um, I think Raja has just this natural charm and charisma that could translate really well to this challenge. Absolutely. Um, Trinity, mainly because she's already sabotaging herself. I think could struggle. Or she, the thing is, though, her first stand-up comedy challenge from season six was kind of what you're looking for here because it was personal. Yeah, if she but just funny, if she just does that, yeah. Well, she tried it. Um, she tried that in episode one, and it was probably one of the most cringiest things I've seen on the show. <laughs> wow, damning. Tom, but you're it right. was absolutely I, I, I was thinking then, like, how can I... I I'm going to argue with them. No, I can't. I'm sorry. I, it was... And the thing is, she thought that she was good. She kept going like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, got, I was so confident coming up there. <laughs> Our Lip Sync Assassin, returning for All Stars, what she's known for, amazing dancer, comes out and does comedy because of that one time she that did good. Time. That one time she yeah. did... Girl, no. No, no. I mean, <laughs> I'm not even Jasmine Masters and also could do that. that wig represented her in a saboteur as well, the wig over her eyes. Oh, good. yeah. So, um, um, and who else have we got? Eureka could do well. I mean, we've already said she has to do well. Um, you know, she's a charismatic 
person who I remember, you know, again, like vaguely analogous. She was really good at the, uh, remember the panels thing? Yes. Um, Proportionalizing. Yeah. That one. Yep. Yeah. So, you know, vaguely similar skill set there. And also she was a very good host in the Pink Table Talk. Oh, yes, she was. Very good. Yeah. Great, great control, great confidence. And the way that she kikied and told her stories mm-hmm. as well, it's pretty much the same thing. She, she can, she's mm, on her own. Yeah. And she gets to tell her own story. She doesn't she, have to, you know, play the riff. Yeah, and, and manage other people in the room and know when to come in and out. She's she's got the whole floor to herself. Her strength could be that she'll come across as your best girlfriend, won't she? I think that's what they all have to make us feel. They need to make us feel like they're talking from their stage to us in the lounge mm-hmm. as if they're talking to their girlfriend. Like, hey, yeah. girl, guess what? I'll tell you a story. Yeah, that's it. That's what it? they need to talk to me. Yeah. They need to talk to me through the screen. From their drag experience. Oh, uh, the other girl, obviously, is Kali Sanik. How do you think she will do? I, I, um, hmm, Kali Sanik. You know what? Kali has been surprising me. She is a surpriser, isn't she? Since day one. I did not think she was going to be this good. Mm -mm. I knew that she was hot. I knew that she she was coming in with this body and this Mm -hmm. confidence. But she's been surprising us over. I mean, she surprised us with the snatch game. She surprised us with the acting challenge. Mm-hmm. She's, um, yeah. She's a superstar. She really is. And yeah, I would say exactly the same thing. Because she's demonstrated such consistent growth and capacity to surprise, I think she'll put in an enjoyable performance. Maybe it's a personal preference of mine as well. Mm. Um, when I see someone, I mean, I love Eureka and I love Raja mm-hmm. and I love people who are bowdy, bowdy, loudy, loudy. <laughs> really? I love that. You? Yes. yes. But I I tend to connect with um people who sometimes I do connect with people like that I love them but I also find it very compelling to see someone not as um, mm. not as loud but just as strong and confident with the delivery for example what I'm talking about is Kylie in the pink table talk she oh, was, I thought you were talking about me she didn't oh who, who? I th- yeah. <laughs> sorry who I thought you can deliver me a lovely compliment then <laughs> yes, sorry, Tom. <laughs> Did I not say your name? No, like she was, she was very caring and in, in that talk. And mm-hmm. I mean, I still remember. She goes, "Um, don't let that hurt child make your." Loved that moment. Like the way that she talked to Raja, that was a real moment. But I also felt like she was telling me that advice, and I connected with that too. And there's something about that, um, the the way that she is in terms of her her personality and delivery. I kind of like that. I like it. I enjoy it. That hurt child comment. I need to start using it in interactions with you know clients. Do you know, Tom? Do you? I was just like, and I thought, God, Tom, I should have said that today. In my mind, at work, the over. In my mind, at work. The words that you say all the time is that you're in a saboteur. <laughs> that you're in a saboteur. Or, or um, how got, are you going to love somebody if you yeah. don't love yourself? In my mind, these are, this is what you're um, doing at what, work. What you got to do, you've got to exercise that other voice and you've got to talk yourself up that, off that ledge. Yes. Okay, we we as human beings living in Liverpool, we, we, we get to choose our we family. We get to choose our family. We get to choose our, get family. To choose our family. Isn't that what you're... And I say, I say to my clients all the time, I love you... <laughs> And you know, it's it, you know, we keep the boundaries in place that way. That's what I feel. Yeah. I that, isn't that what you do at work? You mm, just absolutely. give them like RuPaul quotes over and over, and then you change lives. So I hand out my personal number and tell people I love them. That's yeah. what I do. Oh no, wait, that's my dating life. So, oh, 
another story. Uh, that's it. So, wait, who else are we? Did we miss out? No, we talked about Raja. We She's talked about our comedic. five girls and how we think we're going to. Can I? I'll tell you what. And I, gosh, I know. I, th- I think I'm becoming a big Eureka fan. And mm-hmm. I don't think I was as big as a fan of Eureka as I am from All Stars. This is the best run that the personality of Eureka has had on Drag Race. That's yeah, there's something about her running like I before this started, I was like, why are they even bringing Eureka? She's on every show, yeah, she's on every well present show. She doesn't need it, she's actually being greedy, she's taking away opportunities, she's taking opportunities away from other she's drag queens who haven't had a turn. She's been back like what five times now, three, four times, <sighs> and then there's other drag queens out there who are like, Hi, can you please pick me? Please pick me for all stars, yeah. and then bring back Eureka. And I don't think I wanted to see eureka but the showing that eureka's got from this all-star season has actually made me like her now mm-hmm. there's something that she said in the workroom and that, that that just made me made me go oh and she was talking to trinity yes she took she went to trinity and said hi look i know that we're joking and when you flirt with me i know that it's it's, it's jokes mm-hmm. but it makes me feel good because out of drag i don't get that attention mm. and and i can't relate but i can pretend to relate <laughs> sorry sorry god Paul, you can, i'm, you I'm trying to be ma- make no, that leap relate. of imagination yeah but i but she's taking me there okay she's she's telling mm. me a story she is okay joke, joke, is this foreshadowing look, you think jokes aside i I'm loving Eureka's vulnerability this season. She doesn't like being the the um, the bridesmaid. Mm-hmm. Um, and that time that she said, uh, and when they voted her out, she she couldn't choose anyone. She couldn't talk bad about her sis because she loves them. But she's she always gets so close, but she never ever makes it. And now mm-hmm. she's talking about like this attention that she gets out of drag from Trinity. I know it's a joke, but it makes me feel really really good. I I I. I'm empathizing with Eureka. She's showing a lot of rawness. It's a very brave thing to say that, I would say, on national TV. She's a very heart-on-her-sleeve kind of person. She's she's unashamed of showing her emotions, and that's fantastic. Um, I'm rooting for them as a couple, by the way. I would love that. Well, I... I they kind of said that they were joking, so I, I didn't don't think. know. That, like Eureka was saying that she was... I think she was downplaying it a bit, but but Trinity told her... That she was um, husband material. But you know what? That's not fair because you know, like, you know what it is. That's mean because you know, you know, your hot straight friend who sometimes pretends they're gay and they're like ha ha ha, <laughs> and they're like flirt with you or they do like cute things with you. You've and got then to stay head, away from those and people. Then and then your head, you're like, I know that you're straight, but like, what if you're not? Like, oh my god, he likes me. Oh my gosh. Um, what we I'm call them the is narcissists. I'm, I'm gonna start picking the curtains. I'm gonna, I'm gonna start picking out China <laughs> for the, the sky. <laughs> We're gonna get married. I'm gonna no, fall in love avoid, with them. Avoid, We're gonna have avoid. a spaghetti moment like lady in the tramp oh my god i'm getting married <laughs> Tom, i'm just like you know that's what it is they're, they're hot straight friend that just flirts with you and but you know they're not they're not gay but they they play with your soul and your feelings mm. i feel like that's what trinity's doing to eureka i don't she think needs to stop i don't think she needs to stop like that right that. now i think it's sweeter than that i think it's different i'm rooting for them it's more sincere than brooke and vanjie look oh well, gosh don't even get me started well, not vanjie it's more sincere than brooke Brand- vanjie had her feelings hurt don't though. get me started on that Brooklyn Heights. Brooklyn We've got used, your number. Brooklyn used Vanjie. We've got your number, Brooklyn And as soon Heights. as she got what she needed from Vanjie, mm. she was out. 
like that reunion was so harsh. Vanjie obviously had her heart broken, and Brooke's like, "Okay, get over it. Can we just move Akira on?" Akira was the one who called it out. Yeah, mm. you gotta love her. You do. You gotta love Akira. Tom, we'll see the rehearsals, but in typical fashion. Why don't we just combine it with we're the, gonna. the actual we're gonna. show that we see on the maxi stage? We're gonna. And if we feel like it needs talking about, just we'll bring it one up. One more moment, even even right up until the end here. Trinity is still in her head. Mm. Uh. Let let's see how that plays out. Um, but I fear for her. Yeah, there's a storyline playing out here. All right, we're on the maxi stage, and it's time for us to watch the charisma, uniqueness, nerve, and talent out- monologue. <laughs> and out walks Trinity K. Bonet. Let's I, have, I love all, this look. Yeah, let's just talk about this look. Vintage houndstooth Dior, but Nene Leakes meets Josephine Baker with that blonde finger wave. Uh, come uh, through. Uh, I was just gonna say it was it was hot, <laughs> but yeah, yeah, okay. Um, throw out your references. Um, incite them, please. Absolutely gorgeous. Love this look. The makeup is flawless as well. Now let's get to her um, story. Another story is about how um, she got catfished, but uh-huh. uh, on Instagram, the DM, someone DM'd her. She met them in real life. Mm-hmm. It was someone else. It was actually the roommate. Um, but then that person told Trinity that. You saved my life with your HIV story. So mm-hmm. it went from something ridiculous. You know what? It was an emotional journey. It was, it was an emotional journey. It took me, it took me, it wasn't just one note. Yeah. And it ended up somewhere I didn't think it was going to end up. This, I, this made me feel something, which yeah. I think is the point of this. Yeah. Um, I actually, I was so impressed with Trinity, actually. Um, she did so much better than the foreshadowing suggested. Redemption from episode one. Oh, this, so much. This is uh, the season six girl mm-hmm. that had come yeah. back here. Yeah. She found her groove. She found her groove. Her little internalized Bianca gave her a pep talk before this. I think like Bianca Del Rio must be like her internalized positive object. <laughs> um, but like what, what I enjoyed about this was like, to begin with, I want to point out it's quite. A, there's just the judges. There's not an audience. That's a tough gig. Absolutely. Um, I love how she gave it lots of movement, and she moved around the stage, and she was like dipping, and it was funny, not in a, like a lolzy way, um, but like I was gently amused. But it was more about like the emotional core of the story, and like you say, it started off as something funny and ridiculous, but became a very very meaningful story about how she touched a fan's life and also i really liked her humility when she was like no no no, i'm not your guardian angel rupaul is and i thought that was a little bit kind of like ah, okay you scored a point with rupaul there you appeal to a narcissism well done trinity um but it was i thought it was fabulous and then there's a good punchline at the end with kind of like but send your fine ass roommate round to me you know what this there was there are other messages i got from here mm-hmm. is that drag queens especially rupaul drag queens are shallow it's like the only way I was going to ever meet you was if I used my hot roommate to tempt you over. You would not. You know what? He probably has sent her messages. He probably has been up in her DM saying, "Hey, I'm telling you a story. Hey, I'd love to meet you." And she's been ignoring it. But the minute the hot guy is in your DMs, these girls are going to be responding to your DMs. So here, here's a tip: if you have a hot friend and you want to get through to any of the drag girls. Instagram them mm-hmm. through your hot friends page, okay? okay? And then just pull a pull a Trinity, just just tell them to meet up and say, oh, before you 
You say anything. I want you to know that you saved my life. It's a free meet and greet. <laughs> you, this is that is a really smart flatmate. So what you're she saved herself so himself so much money. What you're telling me to do here is to use your pictures to meet girls oh, from Drag Race. Tom, stop it. Please, <laughs> please, please. Um, no, I thought it was great. Um, and But the, the four, I guess kind of she did actually do okay in the rehearsal. There wasn't like all they told her was like, just don't talk too fast. Yeah. Um, I th- a great strong start, if you ask me. I think I think she hit the brief. Look, when I she was confident. Mm-hmm. She moved on the stage, like you said. She owned the stage. Mm-hmm. And you know what? She told a story and she kept me engaged. I was yeah. oh, what's going to happen? And oh, it was an emotional journey. It was a good journey. I'm glad I listened to it. It was it was well done. Yes. Yeah. Good job, You Trinity. agree? It was a very good job. Impressive. Now, Kylie followed. Do you want mm-hmm. to mention any um, name drops designers about what she's wearing or you? It was very I... Kylie outfit. It was oh. very kind of like, you know, kind of, mm. Mm, you know, early noughties, late nineties, Anna Nicole Smith kind mm. of look. Yeah. Tip of my tongue. Gorgeous, about to say gorgeous as always. Tell us about her story and then we can get on with it. Um, uh, what I liked about Kylie's was she's like a really gentle storyteller, but very amusing and engaging. Like she's, she just oozes Southern charm, doesn't she? She's like you kind of, um, I don't know, like she, she, she just, that's the best thing, way I can describe her. She's got this Southern charm, this way with words that's very like gently amusing. Um, and I thought it was just a, a lovely story. And, it, you know, she's telling her story of, in a way, kind of like discovering or realizing her identity as a as a feminine trans woman mm. um, through drag um, and her first experience there. I thought this was lovely. I thought it was great. I think the the standard so far so far in the episode seems seems pretty high. I like Kylie. Mm-hmm. Now I don't, I don't know why, but I f- it felt to me a fraction, a tiny bit choreographed okay there was just something about it that sounded a bit choreographed like i wasn't fully like in it it's the difference from like you know when a producer tries to get someone to say something Mm -hmm. versus someone who just says something because that's just what they're feeling and it's just and and i know what this is because it's script it's semi-scripted it's had it there it's a memory but it just a little bit, a little bit of me was like, oh, "This seems a bit choreographed." I liked the story um, more so than Trinity's. Then, yeah, because I mean, this is all scripted. They've all learnt lines. Here, here, here it is. Picture this. Blah, 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 blah. Um, picture this. Uh, I'm, I'm going for the car. I'm watching the world go by, and da 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 And I meet my friend, and he says that we're gonna go to the desert. So we go to the blah. It was just. It was too. It was almost like there was like a two story. It was too slightly like, formulaic. Yeah, storyline. Okay, it was. It was okay. too like once upon a time. Blah, 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 and then it, mm-hmm. it was not. I wasn't saying it was exactly like that. It was a. It was a bit like that where it took me out of a girlfriend talking to me or someone talking to me about. Oh, you know what. He, I, I was hiding in the closet and he came in and yelled, bitch. Mm-hmm. Something that it just wasn't real. It seemed, it made it seem a bit too choreographed. That, that's what it is. That's my only thing I can say okay. about it. I loved the story. It was, it was really nice. Um, she's the drag for the first time and she's been doing drag ever since and her femininity and, and, and mm-hmm. all that. It's just that the storytelling aspect for me yeah, just I wasn't see where you're coming from. 100% like, it didn't feel it real. I, I do enjoy Kylie's way with words. And I think I spotted it as well in 
her performance as Dolly. Um, again, the kind of certain chant with like these homespun sayings kind of thing. Like I like the the kind of like, and it felt like bubbles in my stomach, like champagne on New Year's Eve. I like that kind of thing. I like that use of language. You Do you find that, is that the kind of thing you're talking about? There's a bit too choreographed or something. I think so. I think so. I'm not saying it was, a, uh, I'm just trying to be a bit, yeah. We're here, we're here to review. Um, and I think, it feels like we're both saying that she was good. I maybe liked her a bit more than you did. Yeah, she yeah. was good. She was mm-hmm. good. It's just that for me, this was about storytelling. Mm. And um, it was it was a great storytelling. Mm-hmm. It's just that just a teeny bit of me that was like, ooh, this, this seems like a bit too rehearsed. Too okay. rehearsed. Okay. 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 Now, Ginger. Ginger Minge. Ginger Minge is telling us a story about how she was caught wearing heels by her father. Yeah. And then what happened? Something about um, the mother. Well, well, she'd been doing it for a while in secret. Um, Dad caught her and was very disappointed and just walked away. And then she was really kind of like nervous at tea time thinking that she was going to be told off. And then her mum got her a gift of her own little ruby slippers. Um, It's a super duper cute story. Um, I... Like, again, I do think the caliber is very high this episode. I think everybody's doing a really, really good job. What I think about Ginger is that, like, I, she's such a professional and she's such a hostess and performer that that's the sense that I get from her. Even though she's telling a very genuine story, um, which I do did really, really enjoy. And again, she was funny and she was funny from the outset. Maybe for some reason, I don't necessarily connect with it quite as much as the other two girls we've just seen. Okay. Um, something There is like this veneer of like professionalism or something or like performance mm-hmm. that's a, a little bit of a barrier. Not to say I didn't enjoy it. I really did enjoy it. But I know that's kind of the feedback that she got in the, um, in the rehearsal as well. Hmm. Yeah. To turn that down a notch and to be a little bit more raw. I... Raw. Wrong community, Tom. Wrong community. <laughs> no, you're audience. I, I think I understand what you're saying. What I'm seeing it was as a, in the word, it seems like a, it seems like I'm not allowed, to, not allowed. It seems that like saying it is wrong. It was a bit too performative. I, I think we're, in, I think we're on the same page. Yeah, it, mm-hmm. it was a bit too. It was a bit like a monologue, mm-hmm. like you know when you're watching a musical, and then they, and then there's that moment yeah. where the the climax moment where they they realize something, it's and exactly then they start it talking about it, and then they go into a sing song. I felt I felt like it was that it was the I think because it was such a genuine story, her being theatrical and performative mm-hmm. kind of took away from letting us in definitely i fully agree i fully agree yeah it's it, it t- yeah it, i did it didn't sound like a um like how do i explain it, it doesn't sound like someone who's just spilled out to me a secret mm-hmm. it sounds like someone who was um there it is um performing a show of a memory she's a theater queen isn't she so yeah. that, i think that energy runs through almost everything she does i guess kind of like now we're on the topic i mean i've lo- i've watched quite a lot of interviews and clips of ginger over the years and i think that even when she's being herself in an interview there's that thread of theatrics that can be a little bit of a barrier she did a hey queen interview that was really entertaining and like 
she'd had a few glasses of wine and she was very, very emotional. Um, but even even when she oh, was... Oh, yes. I, was, mm. I think I was thinking... I thought was she like crying about the way she treated Pearl. Yeah, because they, they had a connection. Yeah, yeah. Girl. But then when Pearl was asked about it a few weeks later, Pearl was like, you know, there's this... I mean, what you know what Pearl's like? She's so like, <laughs> flazzy da. Pearl's like, I just never knew she felt like that. <laughs> like, like, that's amazing. Um, but yeah, even then, even then there's like this slightly... I think ginger is wrapped up in many layers and I don't think I've ever through anything that I've seen of her truly seen the real ginger. I don't mean that as a criticism. I just, I just think she is somebody who's wrapped up in lots of layers and that came through in this performance. Are you calling her a fit? No. Tom, I mean, she freely admits to being a bear. She celebrates her size. Mm. Yeah. I think we're on the same page with ginger. Mm. Consummate professional, amazing storyteller, but it just didn't let us in. Yeah, that's it, it. didn't let us in, mm-hmm. but it was great to listen to. It was a great performance. Mm-hmm. Still I wanted, very, very enjoyable nonetheless. I, I wanted something a bit more real and personal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Now, Raja is the Steve Urkel of the show in the terms of she... <laughs> um, looks like him. <laughs> that's all. No, for me, um, the best storyteller is raja and for the confessional natural charm and charisma, yeah she just got it and everything just is it's natural mm-hmm. very natural now let's go into the show uh with her one it was about her tucking issue during her performance <laughs> her first proper like stage performance because yeah. she'd been like go go dancing for a while hadn't she yeah so she had a tucking issue uh-huh. the tape came off mm-hmm. and that, that was kind of the whole idea yeah. of it that embarrassing moment don't use duct tape i oh she stuffed up and i'm glad that she didn't let it like take her off kilter completely i'm also glad the show didn't throw a shade rattle over there Mm. because like it it didn't suck the momentum out of the performance and it make us think like oh my god she's terrible wow you're right why didn't they why didn't they do that the show like crash but I'm glad they didn't. It's more respectful. Yeah. We don't need shade rattles on things like that. I know. But it just lets us know that something's up. I think I think she's a great storyteller. Mm-hmm. Um, and, I mean, for me, it was very... It happened. Mm, okay. It wasn't... Yeah. It was, it, was just, it, was an, it was a nice story. Yeah, I know what you mean. Like, it was the funniest so far, probably... But with the least kind of like emotional core. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, you know, when you're meeting a friend and they're like, oh my gosh, guess what happened last Mm. night? So I went out, I went out and like I didn't do my tucking properly. And then it just came out. But lucky thing you had a skirt and then she (laughs) brought it up to me. But, but, oh, it was really embarrassing. It was very, very that. It was very ha 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 and not very uh, touches my heart, my soul. Not that, not, I mean, it doesn't have to be. You just have to tell a story um, about something that happened in drag. Mm -hmm. It just... Yeah, that's just, that's just how I felt. If you think about like the emotional core of the ones that have gone before, it's like Trinity, she was talking about, you know, literally saving somebody's life, really. Kylie was talking about a profound moment of discovering her gender identity in a way or confirming her gender identity. Um, and, you know, Ginger was talking about like a very, very relatable moment for most uh, queer boys, I would say, when you've done something feminine that's frowned on by a paternal figure. Oh, that I was going to say it's not, not, not all. I mean, if my dad saw me in heels, 
I don't think that would have been the response, Tom, in all honesty. I think the response would have been very similar to Kylie's, where they probably would have tried to ship me off to Samoa <laughs> to straighten me up. Oh, gosh. So, yeah. It's- no, but I'm saying that the, there's a there's a core in there that's connected with, you know, the, the shame of the paternal figure kind of thing. Yeah. Raja's, I guess there was something cool in there about kind of, you know, keep calm and carry on, you know. Um, don't be phased when your tuck pops and you've got your bunny tail. But it didn't have the same level yeah. of emotion as the others. That's it. Mm. Yeah, it didn't let me know more about her. You're right, you're right. It didn't let us in much. It, yeah, it didn't mm. let me know more about her. It Maybe was that just... says something about Raja and her need for that veneer. Maybe she doesn't like letting people in. I can't really think of a raw emotional moment that Raja's had all ep- all season. She's been bobbing along in like a really cheerful, ebullient fashion, actually. Well, she talked about her... Um... In the Pink Table talks about her relationship with her mom, wondering um, her, about her telling the story because um, she was worried that it was going to ruin the relationship okay. with her mother. Do you remember? And she got quite teary-eyed. I know that she, she doesn't feel comfortable. Maybe she doesn't feel comfortable That's being it. She very steers vulnerable. away from it deliberately. Yeah. Be- yeah, I didn't remember that Pink Table. But, like, she does not like showing that side of her thing, mm. herself, I think. She's more of a tough cookie. Yeah. Mm. Uh, yeah. So it wasn't as impactful. To me, it was a nice filler. It was a nice filler to the um, the Grey's Anatomy show, which I feel it is. You know, like it's just very, very oh, oh, oh. But it just, yeah, yeah. It's okay. just that. Grey's Anatomy. Have you seen Grey's Anatomy? I've watched most of it with you. Do you know how many times I've cried in Grey's Anatomy? I've seen you cry at Grey's Anatomy. Yeah, thank you. I feel times. like I feel like this Mostly is what I'm trying to over emulate. Christina Yang. You know what? Everyone loves Christina Yang. She is a gay icon. <laughs> she is a gay she icon. She is a gay icon. Thank you. Oh, let's, that beautiful hair. Oh, gosh. I just don't. Just don't. Let's, <laughs> let's just focus. Focus. Now, last but not least is Never Eureka. Least. Can I just, just start off by saying this Playboy Bunny look? Really, really. And I can't say it enough. Her shape is flawless. Amazing. The way she pads and corsets and... Whereas however many pairs of tights is absolutely stunning. Every she's the epitome of of like big girl polish. She really every is. big girl needs to model themselves after mm-hmm. Eureka. I'm actually going to strip away that term big girl. She's just polished full stop. She's big. She, I know, but like for any drag queen, she's a model. She's of polished polish. for a big girl. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> Tom. Why do you why why do you have to go straight to negative? <laughs> She owns being a big queen. She does. So if she owns it, I think she's okay with people calling her a big queen. I'd like you to stop attacking me right now and tell me what you thought about Eureka's performance. (laughs) Leah, let's let's talk about that. Let's Let's conversate. conversate. Her performance about her shitting herself during her performance. Mm -hmm. You know what? Essentially, that's what it is. Mm -hmm. The story is, I did a gig... Uh, and I had a bad tummy, and I shit myself doing the splits. That's the story. Specifically, is the jalapenos, I think. Yeah, but she again, she she took us on a journey. This is this is the beginning. Mm-hmm. This is how it started. This it could have happened here, but it didn't. Could have happened here, but it didn't. And then it happened here, and then this is what happened. And oh, blah 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 blah. And the moral is this: laugh at yourself. Mm-hmm. I think she's a great storyteller. I thought she was probably the funniest overall. Um, I think she exhibited a similar sort of Southern charm and like homespun sayings to Kylie, but it was amped up a little bit. 
She was super engaging. I was entertained throughout. I laughed a lot. Um, again, probably similar to Raja, did it tell me a lot about um, kind of Eureka and did it have the same emotional core as some of the others? Probably not. But it was the most entertaining. Now, what we can do is compare it to Raja because them two mm. went for the comedic route. Yeah, it's almost like a game of two halves, isn't it? What I want to say is that Eureka told a comedy story the way it should have been told. Mm-hmm. She uh, had the beginning, the middle, the end. I mean, sort of Raja. But there was something about the, about the way that she told the story and the some of the details. I felt like I was there. Mm-hmm. I felt like I, I know exactly where she was and I was there with her. So there was this, the way that she told the story that got me there Yeah, with her. She and drew us in. She was charming. There was a nice touch at the end. The nice, you know, laugh at yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, she just told us, she just told the world that she shit herself. <laughs> which is human. Well, I mean, I, why, why? Why would you do that? But hey, she did. And she's, she's, this is the most embarrassing thing that happened to me. I want to tell you all. And m- maybe you're going through this something that you're embarrassed of, but just laugh yourself. Life's too short. And I, and I think it was a nice little touch at the end that she did that. And she's an amazing story. She wrapped her up with a little bow at the end, didn't yeah. she? Yeah. yeah. Tom, we'll, we've seen all the yet. We have. How do we rank this? Why don't you tell me your personal favorite? I guess because or your personal yeah, ranking. Because we've only got five girls now. I think what I'm going to do is just maybe name a couple of faves. Yep. And then there's the other girls with the caveat that I actually think nobody bombed. Everybody was like really, really good. It's been such hey, a. Raja, Raja's at the bottom for me. If we're going it's to play such this a game, high all season. Let me finish the thought. Um, for me, for me, my favourite girls today were probably Eureka and Trinity for two very different reasons. Eureka entertained me the most. Trinity took me on the best journey, and. Uh, I connected most with her story in terms of like vulnerability, rawness, um, kind of that emotional core. And I vanity. Pardon? Vanity and yeah. shallow. Well, it was wrapped up in many layers. Yeah. You know. Uh, so that's it for me, really. I, I To be honest, I can't really pick a worst. Raja. Okay, let, let me just... There's no worse, but we can say who was the least best. Leastest goodest. Yeah, the leastest goodest. Mm. For me, the the top two were definitely Trinity. Top way. The top was definitely Trinity and Raja for me. No, no. Trinity and Eureka. Top yeah. twos. We're on the same page, aren't we? Uh, the bottoms for me would have to be Raja and I'm going to say Ginger because... Ginger's given us performance mm. a lot. She gave it to us during the lip syncs. She's given us um, performance, especially during the Pink Table Talk. I thought even there she was a bit too performative. We, we I don't understand. I don't on. understand why she won that challenge because it was a bit too mm. rehearsed again. It's exactly what we said about and this. And I really. haven't. I have, but but that's fine. But I've seen her perform i wanted to get in now i wanted it would have been so strong if she put that aside and just talked to me like a friend mm-hmm. and said hey do you know what i want to tell you about the day that i came out and how special and embarrassing it was and how emotional it was for me and how nurturing my mum was yeah, and my dad's yeah, disappointment exactly because that's such a 
a touching story. Mm-hmm. I wanted her to just strip all of that and just give it to me. And she just gave us, not just, sorry, she gave us that. She gave us theatre. the performance. In the, yeah, she gave us the musical version. Mm-hmm. She gave us the Broadway, the off-Broadway <laughs> version. And yeah, I'm going to say Raja, Ginger, Kylie are going to be the ones up for elimination. And I think Trinity and Eureka should be safe. If I had to choose a winner, I would probably choose Trinity. There will be no safe. It'll be a winner and all bottoms. That's what they do at this stage. I think Trinity, for me, had the best story, told it the best as well. Yeah. Man, a bit corny yeah, when she bought it in Rue, actually. I'm going to agree mm. with you in the, in the sense that she really impressed me, given my expectations. And she hit the brief, you know, if we're thinking that kind of like one woman show, funny, but kind of like that emotional core that I keep bogging on about, she'd really hit that brief. Yeah. 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 I think, yeah. Yeah. Tom, yeah? Yeah. Let's have a look at the runway. Category is Fashion Fails. Let's start with Trinity K. Bonet. So I guess the brief is kind of like serve a look, but it's got to be like a really obvious fail in there. Yeah. Right? So Trinity walks out in this really quite gorgeous pageanty, like Zach Posen-y dress with like a big kind of like trumpety, poofy skirt. It's all slinky and she's got these poof sleeves. Um, I think this deep... Uh, violet, this rich kind of royal purple color looks gorgeous on her. Um, the fail wasn't super duper obvious because it's just like pinned at the back. Okay, do you know what, Tom? Because you've never been fat in your life. Now, let me tell you, <laughs> I wow, you pounced when on that. She, yeah, I did because I was like, you're not gonna get it, Tom. I when I when I use the Rook of the Bank, mm-hmm. what they do mm-hmm. is you get free uniform mm-hmm. once a year. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. So basically, people think that you stay the same size. Now, when I started at the bank, <laughs> I, I, was, I had the best body, and like obviously, as you get um, as you as you work somewhere, you start to put on weight. I started to realize shit. I, I think one time happened and I couldn't fit my pants anymore. So I had to I had to pin I had to pin in the front to close it. So I was relying on pins to keep my clothes together. It was those Sauvignon Blanc Fridays you were having at the bank, frankly. Tom, all commercial places do these when they want to thank working the NHS. People. I have never ever had any kind of white wine Friday, and I would mer- I would kill Tom, for a white wine when Friday. When you go private, and I've told you this, when you <laughs> finally go private and just you know, you're allowed to treat yourself. You are, you do work so hard and, and it's amazing. But when you go private, you will be having champagne with your clients because that's the best recovery. My, my, the GMC might have something to say about that, but go off, sis. Um, what I'll say is that it was she looked really, really gorgeous and I love this look. It might be a little bit too gorgeous and might miss the runway brief a little bit. I, I liked it because I could totally relate the many I, times i've had to use pins to, to to buckle my pants up it was a good gag when she turned around and she performed it you know with the like little show what i suspect is she had this beautiful dress and she made it fit okay well that's <laughs> funny because it doesn't it doesn't fit <laughs> you see look at you you're so quick it's Tom. all in there isn't amazing it? so yeah. funny oh you're yeah, a storyteller yeah, yeah. you should oh, be on the I show d- i don't know i don't know how i do it every week <laughs> what about raja Raja, um, she was giving me very Shayna from Jam and the Holograms um, with her lovely pink hair and this sequined uh, 
it was kind of like a half jumpsuit, wasn't it? The gag was that like she was putting it on and she got disturbed halfway through and she only had it like half on, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. But like she made it look really chic, actually. It was like she did the performance like, oh, you know, you've walked in on me in the in the changing room. And she's like, I'm just going to walk it off. And then like it looked really model-esque. It looked really chic, I think. She was kind of like half naked in this very like Versace-esque way. Um, I enjoyed this. It, it, you know, what I love about Raja is that she did all this on a budget. But she, she hits the brief really, really well most weeks. And I like this. It looks stunning. I'm it looks at really, it right really chic, and it looks g- g- beautiful. She looks chic, doesn't she? She's a, she's a stunning girl. Yeah. So that's all I have to say, Tom. Okay. I love pink on her. Maybe she should consider an. Well, she's she's purple. kind of in that round pink violet. But she's claimed purple. Lawrence Lauren Shaney is shooketh. <laughs> you know, not just Lawrence. Who else is the purple queen? Um, Somebody else tried to be a pe- oh Jan, <laughs> Jan, Jan is actually trying legitimately attempts to be a purple queen. Well, she she, she thinks she's purple, but then she has she's just not consistent. No, it's like Jan. Tom, you know what? You can make so much money from Jan after the show mm-hmm. if you just reach out to her and say, "Hey, I'm a psychiatrist." You need my Jan, help. Jan's listening. We know she's listening. I mean, come on. Jan, reach out. Slide into Jan, my DMs. Slide into Girl. the DMs of Spilling the GT podcast. Tom will sort you right out. Here for you, Jan. Reasonable okay. rates. Who came after her? After Jan, we had Kylie Snake. I really like this one. So she, she, hers was kind of like, I'm a messy eater and I'm always getting food. So it's like fun performance. But this is very... Moschino did a runway show that was based around like... Um, chic fast food, chic camp fast food um, okay. servers. And also it reminds me of the fifth element where they had like the McDonald's girls um, who, and again, Gautier designed all all the costumes. Fifth, I know I rave about the costume design in that film, but um, it was a bit of a blend of those two. Um, she looks like a futuristic uh, air hostess. That's exactly it. That's what Gautier was like, kind of like going for, um, you know, Britney Spears in Toxic, Toxic yeah. that was based on the air hostesses in Fifth Element. Oh. Mm. Mm. So, yeah, it's that kind of feel, isn't it? Kind of like very chic hostess of some kind. Okay. A bit Moschino, a bit Gautier, love it. I mean, it's relatable. I'm I'm a messy eater. You love a crayon box colour scheme as well. And I'm a messy eater. I didn't want to pass comment. I was trying to move past it. I am a messy eater, aren't I? I just really love food. You do love food, and why not? Food yeah, is there to be loved. Thank you. Thank you. Food is love. <laughs> Ginger Minj looking like Tracy Turnblade from I was going to say, that's exactly what I've written. She actually is more, she looks, her height and proportion is very Tracy Turnblade, but her styling and wig is more Edna. Yeah, divine. Yeah. Edna, yeah. Um, so that's, that's exactly my, what I've uh, That's my fashion reference. No, fantastic. Like, totally with you it's exactly what i've written it's very hairspray tracy and edna um i will say ginger has relied a lot on this silhouette it does flatter her and i know queens have skated by (laughs) with um one beautiful silhouette so i'm glad i'm glad that ginger's found something that works for her but equally she was actually quite stunning in that pageant gown on the but then it doesn't work for this theme um, it's a bit of a needless criticism, really. Girls repeat silhouettes all the time. Um, I thought the fashion faux pas was her shoes. <laughs> wow, 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 wow. 
Raven, Raven would kill her for those shoes. Raven hates it. I was, I, I was like, strap. I think the fashion fail is her shoes, but now you're telling me, what is the fashion fail? Obviously, I've not watched Fashion Photo Review in a while because, as I say, I don't really watch things like that when we're in, in season. Uh, Raven will murder her for that, those shoes. <laughs> she hates a strappy ankle strap. Okay. I mean, it's, I, I like that she's got the burn marks of it was, the, it the, was the, fun. the iron It was a fun little gag. Face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Tom, have you, do you, have you ever experienced this, Tom? Have you um, ever? Anybody, seen? you know, many people who know me don't actually know that I actually blow dry and straighten my hair on a daily basis. Um, I have never, if ever... They, if they know you're gay, they assume. They'll assume. They'll assume. Uh, my hair is actually very curly. I don't think you've ever seen my natural hair. I really don't think you have. Um, no, I've hair. never burnt hair off. I'm, I'm very skilled. I'm very skilled. I will say that. Eureka, talk to me. This is gorge. Uh, love the Cinderella reference. Very um, Zendaya at the Met Gala. Remember when she did Cinderella at the camp? Absolutely, Met Gala. Mm-hmm. Uh, wasn't even for me. I was. I love her, but that's so extra. Oh, it was great. It was really good. Wasn't that's Laura Roach it. with her? I don't remember. I'm sure he was. I don't remember. Anyway, um, this is good. And do you know what it reminds me of? Uh, the do you remember um, Cheryl Hall's hometown look, where she was like the Essex girl who was on a night out and like yeah. had a bit of tissue stuck to her shoe yeah. and. Her, her kind of skirt tucked into a knickers yeah. and that kind of thing. It's very that. It's very Cinderella on a boardy night out, which I enjoy. I do actually think this is very, very good. Mm-hmm. Again, clearly she had this beautiful gown and she made it fit the brief. Um, so it's perhaps less, slightly less thought out than some of the others. Uh, but that's fine. That's fine. She, I, I love the performance. I love the comedy. I think she actually looks gorgeous. Yeah. I love Eureka in like a statuesque floor length gown as well. She's she's a lot of woman and she's so like I love taking in what Eureka presents. She really cares about her drag. Mm-hmm. And I can just I can feel it and I can see it. She really invests in it. This is a hard working queen. She cares. Very hard working queen. She's like us, but let's get down to it. Who has won? I'm, I'm again. I always place more emphasis on performance. It's between Trinity and Eureka for me. Um, both of them put in excellent runway presentations. With the girls who are not top, let's say, uh, it feels like everybody gets everybody gets a certificate. Say you're just not top, okay? That's what your certificate says today. You tried really, really hard. Um, do any of their runways let them down? Not really. Uh, um, I think Kylie looks gorgeous. Um, Ginger was fun and um, Raj Raj looks pretty stunning uh, you're so bad at this I am aren't I I'm not a very good podcaster <laughs> so you're so bad when it comes to for me the one is Trinity um, Eureka should be spared because she was good but you know come on they're not going to do that if she doesn't win but, she'll be sent home yeah but similarly with Trinity if Eureka wins Trinity will be sent home Ooh. She will. I mean, I kind of want Trinity to win because I want to see her lip sync again. I want her oh, to redeem yeah. herself because she hasn't yet won a lip sync, but she is a lip sync assassin. So my my name is Trinity. Okay. Um, I really no no no. You had your chance. It, I'm you've done. I'm choosing Trinity. You've made me think, buddy. Just that kind of guy. You just made me think. <laughs> Gosh, Tom, no. <laughs> Time's up. Okay.
Now, the judges have um, had a stroke, something. <laughs> the winner this week is Eureka. Congratulations. She did do well. We're we happy said, with that. We said that she did really well. Yeah. No cerebral vascular accidents needed. Um, but the the tone of their feedback to Trinity was a bit... Um, wow, well, I, was, I didn't... I didn't see it when you watch the judging it was very eureka got positive feedback everybody else's was mixed at best you're right so you could just tell who the winner was going to be this week but we loved eureka's performance so we ain't going to grab about that mm. um what saddened me after that was just seeing eureka um, trinity's like fully defeated reaction that's uh, very she- very tearful um very despondent um I just, I just found that actually quite difficult to watch. I found it quite upsetting. She's given up. She, I think in mm. her heart, she's like, I know I'm going home. I mean, she should have just gone and started packing her bags because I felt like, she, I felt like RuPaul just told her to stay away. That was the energy. She's just that so, is what she was giving so off. Defeated. Sadly, what we're doing now, we we saw the lip sync. We don't know who's winning, so we're just going to mm. have our quick pause just we before are, the end. Yeah, of the- let's. Let's talk about the lip sync. So the lip sync assassin this week is Jada. Lovely to see Jada back looking. Gosh, she's looking done. stunning. I like love that outfit. Sherbet harem girl. You need to do a post. This your post has to be Jada. I want to see that that post that that picture. Really looking that stunning. Outfit is amazing. Something's changed in her makeup as well. It took, took me a moment to recognize her. Can you imagine that Eureka could have got sent home and we never would have seen this outfit she's wearing, which oh, I love. This insane clown posse realness. I I enjoyed it a lot. I love her outfit. I really did now the lipstick well. was good golly, Miss Jolly. Um, it was fun. It was fun. It was. Energetic, it was silly, it was fun. They were both fun and silly. I really liked the enjoyment from Jada's face. There's something about yeah. Jada and the way she was just rocking it that just looked like little, just I she felt, gave little Richie. She energy. gave little Richie yeah. and she wasn't doing much, but like she had the energy of she she had the energy of little Richie. She had the she captured a lot of his, his soul mm-hmm. in, in her movements. Um, Eureka was just revealed, rolling on the floor. Full on clown mode, basically. Um, I, I, I was splits. supremely entertained by her sausage roll. I love that. Yeah. Who, was, who else has rolled on the floor like that before? Latrice. Oh, she yes. did it in, during the the the, 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 the massacre. Round around. I mean, <laughs> that I, was your, um, everybody knows your I adore Pete Burns, and you spin me around is obviously his signature song. But like, it's it's the Pete way Burns, Tom. Pete, Pete Burns, Pete Burns, and Port Sunlight. Um, Trinity behaved very, very badly, very, very badly during that lip sync. Trinity behaved badly. No, no, Trinity. Uh, the tuck during that Pete Burns lip sync. Oh, yeah. She it was so disrespectful. Yeah, it was so. Dis- but Latrice did that entertaining sausage roll. <laughs> but th- that's for such an iconic song. It was done dirty. I could never roll on the floor. I could never justify anything like that. In <laughs> Do you a not see a circumstance? Do you not see a circumstance? I don't see, see a situation where a five, six, seven, eight is a roll on the floor. I, I don't ever see it and I, I find it funny. I find I, it funny. My feedback to you, let loose a little. Who do you think won the lip sync? Who um, do you choose? I think probably Eureka. I was really entertained by what she did. I love the energy. 
I always love what Eureka does. There's something about the soul and the ah, believability of the performance yeah. of Jada that for me, I saw a little Richie in there. Yeah, and I respect that as well. So yeah. um, I might go her. Okay. I might choose split, Jada. Split I might decision. choose Jada just, just for that, that purpose. Should we find out? It was a double win. It was a double win. Now, this pisses me off. I'll tell you why. A, I never thought there would be a double win again. Because if Trinity versus Laganja Mm -hmm. wasn't a double win, nothing else in the show was. I completely agree. It's really arbitrary. And I'm sure it's very production driven. And I think it's usually when they know both lipsticks are the same. I cannot believe that they have the audacity to give out a double Shantae. Imagine if they both actually stay. send two girls home. I mean, it'd be a top three instead of a top four. I just, I, I mean, I just can't. I can't. I mean, I feel like Trinity got done dirty on that one. Um, but it is what it um, is. My heart broke for Trinity. Get Trinity a spot in the Vegas review show immediately. Get Trinity a spot on everything. Yeah. Um, Beyonce, take her on tour, please. She's Matt First Tina. of all, Beyonce, um, acknowledge her because she she craves your <laughs> approval and um, like, validation. She's got Beyonce's number now because she had a little look through Tina's phone, remember? She picked <laughs> her out of a handbag. Um, like, no, I'm genuinely saddened to see Tracy go because she had such a strong first half of the season that I saw her in the top four. And this is not the way that anybody wants to not make it into the top four by being knocked out by a return. It's never really happened before that a returning queen has knocked out a queen who was like very much destined for the top four. The only returning queen who's actually really been in the top four was Art Simone, but she came back very early in the competition. You know, we've not had like a late returning queen like that kind of. I mean... Eureka performed fabulously this episode and she has had a really strong season. It doesn't make me any less sad for Trinity though. Yeah, it is It is a sucky way to go when you were there. I feel like it's someone's taking it away from you. Yeah. Especially when you're, you know, you you had it. What was there? Yeah, it gives, it gives me a sense of uneasiness. Well, look, are you team Eureka? Are you team Ginger? Team Raja? Team Kylie? Quickly, pick one. Oh, quickly! Oh, pick quick, one. What do I do successfully? Who do, you, who do you want to see win? Who do you want to see right now? Raja. Who do you want to see win? Raja Hara. Raja. I'm gonna say um, Raja or Eureka. This is, I don't know why, but Eureka's grown on me now. She has. To be honest, I would be happy with any of these girls winning at this point. They're so fabulous and strong and wonderful, and a beautifully diverse um, top four as well mm. in different ways. So I would be happy with any of them winning. Well, the finale is next week and somewhere, somehow, it will get out we ASAP. We'll make it work. Yeah. Make Until then, um, please like us on Instagram, on Twitter. Please tell a friend about us. If you like, write us a review. Mm. Split in the GNT podcast. This is Bolo. And Dr. Tom. We'll see you guys next time. Lots of love, guys. See you soon. Mm.